Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is the force that is Gary Witta. Good morning, Blessing. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Gary? Good. I always enjoy hosting with you. It was a pleasant surprise when I logged in this morning and saw your, your face. Yeah. No, I love it because we don't get to host uh, together as often. I feel like it's always a nice surprise. How are you doing? How you been? I'm good. I'm excited. I woke up. I, read, I was very um, uh, bummed out about not uh, uh, playing Ratchet and Clank yet. All these reviews dropped this morning. It's mm. like everyone's loving this game. I guess I, I was I, I was playing wasting my time playing a stupid match three game this morning. I gotta get I gotta get a real video game going. <laughs> what what's your hype levels for Ratchet and Clank? Is that a game you've been looking forward to? No, I mean not really. I mean eh, kind of a mixed bag because like, a I'm not a fan of of the Ratchet and Clank series in particular, I think they're all right. It's just not super duper my cup of tea, but I am a fan of like true next gen gaming. And it does seem like mm -hmm. this is one of the first, I read a bunch of things today, like, oh, the first like real, you know, next gen PlayStation 5 game, best PlayStation 5 game, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So I'm excited about that. Um, and, the, and, and then the, 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 I mean, the reviews really are absolutely tremendous. Uh, Klepik was, was, was going nuts over it today um uh danny o'dwyer said it was solid which i think for danny yeah. is like very very high praise indeed um yeah everyone's loving it. i think i think i could really enjoy it the strange thing is my kid has no interest in it i showed it to her she's nine really? or she's gonna be nine in a couple of weeks and i said look at this cute you know furry animals running around in outer space with robots and stuff what's not to like for a nine years old a nine-year-old and she went eh couldn't be bothered See I'm I'm interested to see how you take to it and people who traditionally aren't fans of Ratchet and Clank take to it. Because I've had people ask me this morning, like tweet at me and ask like, hey, is this, if, if I didn't like Ratchet and Clank 2016, will this be a game that I get into? And right. my answer is kind of twofold. It is, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is very much a Ratchet and Clank game. Like the core gameplay of it is pure Ratchet and Clank. And so that yeah, that's, that was the vibe I was getting. Like they haven't reinvented yeah. the wheel or anything. It's just another Ratchet and Clank game. But again, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and, there, and and that's the thing is, if you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, that's going to speak to you one thousand percent. But if you're not, then I, it, <laughs> I think it gets more interesting when you talk about the 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 next genness of it, because I think this is yeah. the PS5 showpiece. Like this is the game that is going it to looks sell you way. on. This is what the PS5 can do. Like it is a beautiful game. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful but, game. So, but do you think it won't win over any new Ratchet and Clank converts? I think it will. Like if if. Like, if you hate Ratchet and Clank, like, if you played Ratchet and Clank 2016 or previous Ratchet and Clanks, I don't necessarily know if this is going to change your mind because the core gameplay is the same. But right. if, this is, if this is your first Ratchet and Clank game, I think 1,000% this, this is the one that's going to pull new people in. I think this is going to be the, the most successful and, Ratchet and Clank game. And the interesting thing is often with these cartoony-style games, I, I wouldn't usually think this. But a lot, of the, a lot of what I'm seeing is that people are saying, like, it's the best-looking, you know, technical showcase for the PlayStation 5 there is, which, yeah. you know coming from insomniac not terribly surprising um but yeah i i, I think just i, I think I, what i really want to do because we're what seven or eight months into into the next gen now and i still feel like those experiences where you sit down and go you know that kind of now this is next gen like man this is like really melting my eyeballs like those experiences i feel have been few and far between so i'll i'll, I'll take those oh, wherever yeah. i can find them oh yeah we're going to continue to have this conversation, uh, Gary, because today's stories does include a Ratchet and Clank review roundup. Uh, it also includes Superman and Rick and Morty coming to Fortnite and more because this 
It's kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping for you, it is E3 week. Uh, the general idea of how we're covering E3 is that we're reacting to pretty much almost everything. So if there's an event happening, check out twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to see if we're live. We're pro- we probably will be. Uh, that all kicks off thursday with the summer games fest kickoff uh that's at 11 a.m pacific time and because of e3 that means our schedule for a lot of shows and stuff is getting mixed around obviously if there are events happening during our regular streaming time uh at 11 a.m we're probably going to be reacting to something to uh uh uh, e3 related so don't expect the regular re8 stream with me and andy but expect some of that reaction goodness it should be a very good time i am very excited for it uh gary how excited for your for e3 yeah Really? Well, we were just saying before the sh- before we went live, weren't we, that this doesn't really feel like mm-hmm. an E3 this year because it's all virtual. Um, you know, so so much of, uh, of of these big gaming conventions, I think. You know, obviously there's the actual content. Like, what are the what are the games that are being announced? What's the news? Like, what like what's the actual kind of meat of it all? But mm-hmm. so much of what creates that E3 vibe is all the stuff that goes on around it, right? The events, the the excitement, the big venues packed full of people, you know, the giant, you know, extravaganza, all the million, multi-million dollar marketing budgets getting blown on these big things. Like that sense of excitement, I think, is hard to fully convert into a virtual form. Mm. And so I feel like there's no doubt this is going to be a diminished E3 this year. I think it will be an interesting, you know, object lesson uh, in, you know, what is possible, you know, hopefully, hopefully this will be the last one that we have to do this way. Hopefully by next year, we'll be back uh, to normal. Yeah. I, I said earlier, like who would have thought, remember when we were talking like just over a year ago, we thought, oh, is E3 going to happen? If somebody had said to you, listen to me, Blessing, not only is E3 not going to happen this year, it ain't happening for real next year either. That's how bad this shit show is going to be. Like you would have laughed at them and yet here we are. But, um, yeah. Gary, you don't think yes, this Kevin? is similar to like, E3s of years past where like it's you know I mean for the most like most people don't go to the actual conferences I feel like this is very similar to that you know mm-hmm. at least well, that's, the way that, kind that, of that, funny that's, covers that's stuff. true yeah that's that's true but for the mo but, but but for the vast majority of people who don't go they still get to watch the live streams that show those big packed out arenas and they, i mean like we've, we've seen this in sports over the past year right we've seen it in soccer over the past year you know big you know um sports events uh, taking place in front of empty stadiums and they have to pipe in the fake crowd noise to try and create a sense of excitement that is missing right and you realize wow having a live audience having a live crowd there is really a fundamental part of the experience and whether it's Mark Cerny, you know, giving a lecture to a bunch of cardboard, you know, virtual cardboard cutouts or, you know, people well, I mean, you know, scoring goals in empty stadiums, more. there is that sense of without the, even the feeling of a live aspect, something is missing. I, I, I just think that Nintendo has done that for years now and it's been hit or miss, you know, but sure. um, I, I think that we can like expect cool stuff, even though there's not going to be a crowd. At least well See, done. I things. think I, 
I think it's a mixture of things where there there are certain things this E3 that I am going to miss. Like the uh, having no stage shows this E3 is going to be, be a thing that I miss because I think there is something special about the Xbox Microsoft E3 and having that crowd and seeing the stage and seeing all the Xbox consoles on on stage for some reason. You know, remember, remember when they did that where I think they were uh, advertising uh, uh, like some multiplayer games. And see, seeing them do that, I think it's such a hype thing because you have moments like Keanu Reeves walking on the stage. I think you're going to miss miss out on a lot of that. And then yeah. you're also, you're also going to miss out on things like the post-E3 coverage, like watching Giant Bomb and the Giant Bomb E3 couch. That is such a fun thing for me, and you're going to miss out on that this year. The, yeah, but, I, I mean, that, that's that's a great example. Like the old uh, Giant Bomb E3 house was, you know, I, I was privileged to sit on that couch a couple of years. And it's, and it's a wonderful experience and th- and there is that sense blessing of like this is an e3 was is traditionally has been a time when the when the video game industry literally physically comes together we can't do that this year and so the yeah. question is how much of that can be captured in this kind of mm-hmm. virtualized form i think it's something's going to be lost for sure but i i do, I do think that a lot of what we're going to see this year is going to carry forward into future years where i would be surprised to see ubisoft go from doing ubisoft forward into going back into a traditional e3 press conference especially if this ubisoft forward that they're about to do is a hit if this ubisoft forward is a success then i think they continue doing this format for the time being and probably for the ongoing future with e3 i think you're going to see less e3 in-person press conferences in future years than you're seeing uh or than we have seen in the past the thing for me that get, actually does make me excited is the fact that i feel like i've had buildup <laughs> over the last uh year with not getting an e3 last year i feel like there is so much hype built for me over the last two years waiting for e3 to return in any any sort of form and now that we have all the press conferences laid out and we have i know e3 tweeted out the schedule this morning the actual organized schedule for what the conferences are actually going to look like in order and i'm super excited i'm like i'm i'm very excited for announcements purely i'm gonna miss a lot of the in-person elements i'm gonna miss a lot of the a lot of the uh uh, uh in-person coverage elements of it but i think in terms of announcements I, I can't wait. I can't wait for like the bigger conferences. I can't wait for Xbox. I can't I can't wait for a lot of stuff. No, but I mean, I like, so, like, like you said, the actual content, the announcements, I'm always, I'm always excited to hear, you know, big surprising bombshell news about uh, video games. And, you know, mm-hmm. my, my big hope is I've been saying this for weeks now, both on this show and on the Xcast, that you know, people say, what are you excited about? Are you excited about this or that? And I keep saying, I'm excited about the thing I don't even know about yet. Like, what is the thing that is going to exactly. come out of the blue? Uh, that was, oh shit, who knew they were doing that? Like, like the, the, the big super secret ones, they managed to keep secret and already we're starting to see some leaks coming out in the in the final hours. Um, uh, 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 yesterday I saw some, saw some stuff. And I, I don't want to see the leaks. I, I, I stopped muting all the, the hashtags because I want to I I be surprised in the way the, that you you know, the they, they put a lot of effort into surprising you with this stuff. And I'd rather learn about it you know, in a big you know, curated, excited, uh, exciting forum than, you know, in a tweet that says, oh, somebody just leaked this out. Like, come on, that's not how you want to find out about shit. I 1000% feel that. I want to keep keep talking about this. We have a question uh, coming up later in the show about E3, and I think we're going to talk about E3 also in the post-show. But before we get there, I do have to finish housekeeping. Uh, So speaking of your favorite shows, the Kind of Funny Gamescast is bringing you the Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart review. That is live as of this morning. It's me, it's Greg Miller, it's Tim Geddes, it's Paris Lilly, it's Andy Cortez, it's Joey Noel. We all played through Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Some of us, multiple times. You can go check that out right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on podcast services around the globe. And then right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, when I say right after, I mean like an hour after after, after we record, uh, PSL Love You is going to record an FAQ 
uh, all your questions, all your Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart questions. We're going to answer them. That's going to be me. That's going to be Tim Geddes. And that's going to be the one and only Steve Saylor, a.k.a. The Blind Gamer. And so if you listen to the Kind of Funny Games cast, or if you just have questions specifically about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, get us your question, and we will answer your questions on that episode. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Caviar, and Credit Karma, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Before I even say the title of this one, Gary, how much Fortnite do you play? None. Okay, okay. Then this story isn't going to pertain to you. And so I'm going to be talking directly to Kevin Coelho with this one. Oh, story I got number my one is Rick- wide open. Well, listen, blessing, as you all know, just because hmm. I don't know about something, it's not going to stop me from having an opinion. I'm on the internet. Of course. I'm, I'm excited to hear both your opinions on this one. As somebody who, who isn't as into Fortnite and as somebody who is obsessed with Fortnite. Story number one Rick from Rick and Morty is coming to Fortnite season seven, along with Superman. This is from Austin Gosselin <laughs> at Polygon. <laughs> And Kevin, I got a I got a trailer you can pull up uh, that's advertising yeah! season seven invasion it. that you can pull up as I'm reading through. Fortnite's newest season is here and it's bringing some serious star power to its new battle pass. For chapter two, season seven, Fortnite players will get their own customizable alien in keeping with the theme of the season, as well as Superman and Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Unfortunately, <laughs> the season seven battle pass only has Rick only has the Rick half of the Adult Swim show's dynamic and dysfunctional duo. So we'll have to wait and see if Morty makes his way to Fortnite at some point during the season. On the other side, the DC Universe has had many characters venture to the Fortnite island before, including a whole Batman spinoff comic. But this is the Man of Steel's first appearance. Now, I'm sad that Greg Miller isn't here because I'm no, I know Greg Miller is is just pooping his pants right now he's just he's just soiling that thing on the plane he know he i don't know when this news came out he might have already been in the air on his way to la by the time he got this news if so sorry to that plane because he had the senses and boom it all happened there uh but kevin as somebody who loves fortnite how does this strike you does this get you hyped do you like this i am so excited like i this looks like they're doing a bunch of crazy things we're gonna get some weird weapons uh i i'm i'm buying rick i'm buying superman like, without a doubt, I am so excited for this. I'm not a big fan of the Superman design, but um, it doesn't it's matter. It's shiny, right? Like, he it looks really shiny. It just doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to get my money. Mm-hmm. They did it. Look at the way he's dropping in. Hey, hold on. Yeah, I, I love the, the yeah, yeah, dropping the, the, in this animation the dropping where he's doing in, yeah. the Superman pose. Oh, my God. I can't awesome. wait to be flying that way. They, like, this game, keep making deals, keep getting cool characters, and I'm going to keep buying them. I love it. Gary, does this do anything for you? Nah, but I, I, will, I will say that I have tremendous admiration for Epic uh, have mm-hmm. created with Fortnite, but both as a creative and a commercial enterprise. It really is something, isn't it? I mean, you know, the kids love it. Um, you know, it's, it's, still, it's still dominating the planet, you know, even in the face of all of this competition. Like, you know, we talked about, we talked about this the other day in the context of Knockout City. Everybody wants a piece of this market, right? Like Knockout City is clearly, you know, the result of a big meeting at EA where they put a spreadsheet up on the wall and a pie chart and they talked about how Fortnite's dominating the universe and said, how do we, how do we get a piece of this, this moolah? Like there's a lot of money to be made here. How do we get some of these Fortnite dollars? Um, and Knockout City, I think, is, is EA's response to that. And you're going to see many more as well. Um, but I think it's going to be a while. 
before Fortnite is is knocked off its perch. It's going to be the the gaming choice of uh, twelve year olds of all ages uh, for you know for for quite a while uh, to come. And you know what they're doing with you know all of the Star Wars and you know whether it's Rick and Morty or Superman bringing you know they, you get to a point where a game has such critical mass that it actually becomes quite easy, I think, to make those deals. Like everybody want you know everybody wants to uh to be a part of like like star wars for example i don't think was doing fortnite a favor by being a part of fortnite they were helping each other fortnite helped star wars you know because fortnite is that big now you know for a lot of 12 year olds out there fortnite might be bigger than star wars you know in their in you know in terms of their kind of mind share and their you know estimation of the way they view kind of the pop culture landscape around them so it's become a huge huge thing it's a freight train there's no end in sight um well played epic don't forget fortnite was a dead game a dead game I, I remember oh, yeah. I remember playing it before Battle Royale came along and it was just like no one was playing it. It was absolutely DOA. I mean, do you remember and then somebody how long said, ago hey, they let's announced put a... it? They What's announced that? it forever. They announced Fortnite forever ago. And it it was basically vaporware until they were like, Oh yeah, it's coming out this year, and it came out, and yeah, to to your point, it was dead. Like Fortnite was a game that for the longest time was an inside joke of like, oh yeah, Epic Games is doing this Fort game. Okay, cool. Oh, it has this fun art style. All right. And came out Let's save the world, dead right? and didn't have a hope. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And then I, I, I don't know what exactly the inside story is. Maybe someday, you know, someone will publish like a, an interesting oral history of it and we'll get to the bottom of it. But for for an outside observer, I think somebody probably said, well, look, well, look at what PUBG's doing. Battle Royale's really popular right now. Let's slap a Battle Royale mode in there and see if that will save it. Not only did it save it, it turned it into the biggest game on the planet well played yeah well played yeah i i love uh what fortnite does i love the rick and morty thing specifically uh there was so a good. while ago there were rumors of like uh, rumors slash reports of peter griffin i don't yeah. know how much of those were just like people fucking around or how much of that was legitimate but people were talking about peter griffin coming to fortnite and i i, I got excited for that just because i thought that would be the most ridiculous thing and seeing rick actually end up in in in, in fortnite i feel like is just similarly like okay this is this is of that level of I, of um, like a Family Guy character coming through, like this feels so random, but also super welcome because it's ridiculous. And for I, me, I'm excited to see what the trickle down effect is because Epic, of course, they have Fortnite, but they also have games like Fall Guys, and they also have games like Rocket League. And I want to know, I want to see how much we see that similar type of crossover and uh, level of collaboration kind of trickles into those games because you imagine that Epic wants to make something like Rocket League and something like Fall Guys of a sim of a similar caliber as Fortnite, right? Fortnite, biggest thing in biggest thing in the universe. And Rocket League and uh Fall Guys feel like both have that similar level of um family friendliness to them, but then also like th they've implemented the battle pass, they've implemented a lot of Fortnite isms into those games. And there I, I think there's potential there for all of them to work together in terms of trying to build uh, uh, build up these skins, build up these collaborations, and and make those games bigger by using those those same efforts that they're doing with Fortnite um, and building them back into those games. I want to see I want to see some of that happen. And to your point about Knockout City, right? Like I want to see other other games take influence from Fortnite doing that. Of course, Knockout City probably uh, uh, Knockout City doesn't have the same leverage that Fortnite does because the audience just isn't as big as Fortnite because Fortnite is an anomaly, you know. But well, and also I think it'll be cool City's to see some new. crossover. And it's also brand new, yeah. But I would love to see maybe three, four, five, ten seasons down the line a Knockout City skin that is based on, like, a DC Universe thing or a Knockout City outfit that is based on SpongeBob or whatever collaborations they're able to get because I love that type of, that type of stuff.
so Rick Sanchez and Superman being rolled out as part of the same update is is interesting because a it speaks to again just the breadth of the pop culture landscape that Fortnite is able to you know draw from at this point right like everybody wants to be in business with Fortnite like who wouldn't right like if you if you've got a character or a property or anything out there and Fortnite comes to you and says hey would you be interested in you know bringing one of your characters or your you know uh, things into our game of course you would say yes because it can only be good exposure for whatever it is that you're doing um Rick, Rick Sanchez makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, it, it, it just it just makes so much perfect sense because you, you can see all the crazy weapons and, and, and science shit that he can he can employ. Like you could build, I'm sure, a really, really good Rick and Morty game, just a dedicated game mm. around the idea yeah. of all the incredible like science sure. weapons definitely, and, definitely. and and Weirdly things. Weirdly enough, it'd probably that be very similar to something like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah, like so I can see I can see how that would that makes a lot of sense. Superman's always a tough one though, isn't he? Because like, you know, this is the reason why, or one of the reasons why we we haven't had a good Superman game, uh, arguably ever. Is it's really tough to 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 do a character that's that powerful. Well, I yeah, think it's the, particularly tough to bring him as a guest star into an existing world. Like, what but, are they? What are they going to like? I, I presume he's not it, it as powerful as Superman no, no, no. would be, right? Is he Wait, just going to no, be no, as no, no. as for, everyone for else? For Fortnite, they're just skins. It's just have it look like that character. It doesn't. Oh, well, that's dumb. Any other I don't way. like no, that. No, no. Uh, so, it's that's basically, the thing. so it's basically just Superman Halloween costume. It's not a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes, and it's it, honestly, it is, it's, but also it does have the cool thing where the okay. The, see that, the see that to me is, is like that, that to me is like saying, cool. "Hey, kids." Got a special surprise for you today. Superman is coming to talk to your high school. And all the kids go, oh, shit. And then I fucking show up in a fucking Superman costume from the Spirit Halloween store. And the kid's like, what the fuck is this? That's now how I feel no, about but they're this. Dumb I'm, kids. I'm less That's impressed. ridiculous. But it's not just dumb kids. Like, I love just being able to be, like, different characters. Like, it, so I have a ton of characters on there. And uh, I, you can make little preset builds that have characters with certain tools and weapon skins. And I love setting those up and setting the whole thing. I think I have like 35 slots filled and I set it all to random. And it's really exciting when I get like someone I haven't been in a while. Like, and I can't wait for Superman and Rick to be in that rotation. It's sorry, dumb, but, but like, it doesn't change look, the I, gameplay. It keeps everything fair. I, 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 I can't blame DC. I can't blame, blame DC Comics or Warner Brothers or Glaxo Industries oh. or whoever the fuck owns these characters these days. Money's money, right? And they're not going to say, oh, well, you know, we don't think that Superman should do this or that. They're going to take the money. I totally get it. But to me, the idea of Superman running around with a bunch of guns, that's fucked up. I don't like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. Superman doesn't use sure. guns. He doesn't need them. He wouldn't use them even if he did. No. Right, but this, like again, like, you're right. On it now. These, this is an actual Superman licensed costume. That's all it is. It doesn't give you yeah. any abilities or anything. I, you do have a, a way of flying in that is going to be the Superman fly, but uh, that, that's all it is. Yeah, and see, that's what I love. That, that's, that's the reason why I love it so much is that, you know, for the Thor costume, I love my Thor costume. Uh, one, because it's a really good-looking costume, but then also you get the Thor's hammer thing, and so my dive-in animation is me being guided by Mjolnir. Uh, and I like it's it's shit like that that makes so it dope. Dope, yeah. even though it's not technically like Thor gameplay, uh -huh. but it's still it's like it's cosplaying, so right? It's yeah. like make believe. I think that's right. the thing that makes it fun. All right, well, <laughs> enjoy. I will. I can't <laughs> wait. I love you, Gary. Story number two: We got uh, Ration Clank a review roundup for you right now. 
Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is sitting at an 89 on Metacritic and an 89 on OpenCritic. Of course, we had our kind of funny games cast go up this morning, and so you can catch our review there. Uh, we all loved it. Spoilers. You know, it's a, it's a game that is a fantastic uh, fantastic game, but I think what makes it even more fantastic is how well it is, it is utilized as a PlayStation 5 uh, showcase and how beautiful it looks. Like, we were talking about this before, but it is one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. Like, there is legitimately one scene where uh i we landed or i landed on one of the one of the early planets and got out of the spaceship as rivet and i looked into like the sky and the way that the that the sunlight was peering through the trees and the particle effects were going one of the most beautiful sights i've seen in a video game uh, it is incredible and so uh again check out the kind of funny games cast if you haven't i'm going to cite a few different reviews here starting with jonathan dornbush at ign who gave it a 9 out of 10 and said this Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a stunner. It not only gives the latest generation of consoles a game that looks as beautiful as the improv- as the improved tech promise, uh, but it's also a fantastic experience to play. Insomniac has been around the Ratchet and Clank block plenty of times before, but Rivet and the other new Ratchet characters uh, add so much charm, wit, and heart to a franchise I've loved for most of my life. That's coupled with series best action platforming gameplay and incredible art and sound design across the board. Rift Apart may not be the biggest adventure around, but its big heart, wild weapons, and incredible detail easily make it one of the most memorable of the year so far. Andrew Reiner at Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10 and says most missions that Ratchet and Rivet undertake are good fun and often deliver deliver huge set-piece moments with story sequences sewn right into them, just like Insomniac Spider-Man games. You can freely move between planets and determine if you want to tackle a side mission or the next story beat. Some enemy types are repeated a little much, especially in the arena, but the action is nicely diversified and the flow between locations is excellent. I wasn't a big fan of the Clank or Spider-Bot minigames, but they offer a breather at the right times from the frenzied combat. And then uh, one more from Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat. Jeff gave it five stars and says, I love Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart because it is a fun and beautiful adventure. It's not about sending you loose to stumble across objectives and side activities in an open world map. And I love that type of game. But I also love what Insomniac is doing here by propelling you through a nonstop thrill ride where everything you do unlocks the next fun and cool thing to do. And sure, the shooting is good instead of great, and Insomniac slapped on some out-of-place puzzles, but none of this ever overstays its welcome. Uh, Gary, you mentioned that like you're not like a huge Ratchet & Clank person by any means. This morning, once the reviews went up, uh, how did that, did that change at all, like your excitement level for Ratchet & Clank, uh, for where you're, at, where you're at right now? Yeah, absolutely. It, to- it totally, t- I was when it turned me around on it, because why- I wasn't in any way negative. I was just kind of like ambivalent about it. Like, yeah, maybe, I'll, I'll give it a try. Like, again, not the big, I, I played the last one. I played the 2016 game I, and I, I liked it well enough. But it wasn't like, it, 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 I didn't have like a huge amount of anticipation or excitement uh, for this next one until I woke up this morning and saw, you know, my feed was just nothing but Ratchet and Clank reviews. And I was like, wow, it's really that good. And, you know, that's that, that's one of the ways that, you know, reviews can still really influence us, right? Like, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. But like when but when the reviews are that emphatic about you – know, this happens all the time when like, I might be excited about something and the reviews are absolutely terrible. Sometimes that will put me off and sometimes it won't. Like, I, I, I like to make my own – you know, I'll make my own decision. Thanks. I'll, the only thing I really care about is whether or not I liked it. So, like, bad reviews won't necessarily put me off something I'm excited about. But if I'm kind of lukewarm on something and but all the reviews are fantastic, I am more likely – I think to check it out. So I'm definitely excited about it. And as we were talking about earlier, there's a few things. If it's that good, yeah, I've got to, I've got to play it. 
Um, it's Insomniac, right? Who made uh, probably my favorite game of the PlayStation 4 generation, the Spider-Man game. And I'm probably my favorite game like on, on any mm -hmm. system for the, you know, like, I'm definitely in my top five, like the last five years. Um, and then there's, let's, let's not rule this out. Cause I do think this is a big factor, the next gen factor, right? I, I, I don't know about you blessing, but I have kind of felt like, well, like I said, we're good, like seven or eight months into, uh, the next generation now. And it doesn't really feel like, where are the games that really make you feel like the next generation has arrived? It, 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 it's not, it's not terribly common for it to happen in the first year, especially because you have, because you have the hardware transition developers are still thinking about, well, we've got to service the last generation as well, which might hold us back from like fully going nuts on the next gen hardware at the same time. Uh, it also takes a while for developers to get really get to grips with the hardware, something like Spider-Man or Last of Us Part Two simply would not have been possible in the first year of the PlayStation 4. It takes years of like really understanding how to really, really get every last, you know, drop of performance out of that hardware, which is why you generally tend to see the best games on a platform coming towards the end, at least from a technical uh, standpoint. So it takes a while for us to, for the, for the, 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 the hardware arrives, but the next gen game, the, the true next gen game experiences tend not to arrive a bit late until a bit later when people have really the developers have really had a chance to kind of get to grips with the hardware and it sounds like ratchet and clank might be the first one that really feels like oh yeah this is pod racing like this is next gen gaming that that's the experience that i've been waiting for maybe this is the first one that will really blow my socks off you know in mm -hmm. that next gen context i think i think this is the one that'll uh introduce a lot of people to that exact thing that you're talking about because i for, for me personally i would put uh both returnal and demon souls in that conversation demon souls when i booted up i was like this is the most uh, this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and returnal i think double downs on uh doubles down on that in terms of how good it looks in terms of all the, the all the all the effects all the particles that you have on screen but then also how, how it uh it works with the dual sense i think ratchet is another uh, chapter in that ongoing story of next gen, um, but it is the chapter that is going to, I think, speak to the widest amount of people because that is a franchise that way more people are uh, have interest in. Returnal is a roguelite. Demon Souls is a Souls game, right? We all know how how difficult it can be for a lot of people to get invested in either of those genres. Uh, you do have like games like I think Spider Man Miles Morales and other cross gen games that that I would say take advantage of next gen pretty well, but it's more so in iterative ways, right? It is more so in oh here's a performance mode that would only be possible on PS5. Here's uh, uh, the the textures looking better. Here's better re resolution. Here are these uh, more iterative things that uh it's uh, th that are awesome because they do quote unquote or technically take advantage of the ps5 but don't necessarily blow our socks off in terms of this is what next gen can do i think rationing yeah. is for sure going to bring people in no that I, way. I absolutely agree we we uh, we we have to think about next gen um in terms of more than just graphics that that's always the front and center right because that's what you, that's what we, they can show you we can see screenshots we can see video that's the uh, we've we, when you you think about next gen historically and i've been around for a lot of next gens for you know all the way from 8 bit 16 bit 32 64 and then you know every everything since um you generally the, the first thing you think about is graphical improvements right because that's the that's the kind of the front face of it all but there are so many different ways that 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 next gen hardware can be deployed and improve the quality of the gaming experience and i think we've really really seen that this year like it's it's not the sexiest thing, but when you actually experience it for the first time, it is so fucking good. 
almost instantaneous load times. How fucking good is that? Like, we love oh, yeah. that. That's that's actually become one of the sexiest features of next gen. It's like the first time I was really experiencing that on both platforms, particularly with quick resume on Xbox. My God, it's amazing. Oh shit, I don't have to wait around anymore. Like, like, like wait, you, you, you got to put the controller down. Oh wait, I have to pick it up again. Like the game's already ready for me. I'm so used to waiting. That's actually been probably the biggest kind of shift in the way that we think about games in a, in a, in a next gen context. Um, graphics, yes, and, and Ratchet and Clank does look like it's tremendous. But also, fair play to Insomnia. I think this is very clever. They clearly looked at what the PlayStation Five could offer them in terms of the the engineering and the hardware and what it and, and and what they could do with it. The whole idea of well, we have this super super fast SSD now that can pull graphics from anywhere. How do we how do we really illustrate that in a gameplay context? Well, what about what what if we just give you like a portal or a rift that will let you kind of zap between areas and 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 there's no loading at all and it, you can basically go from an area one area to another where you'd usually typically expect there to be a load time but now it's just instant and seamless that to me is a great way to demonstrate what the new next gen can hardware the next gen hardware can do in 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 a, in a relevant gameplay context so re really well done insomniac for finding all kinds of ways to make this feel yeah. like what many people are saying is the first truly truly next gen game well played yeah, I can't wait for uh, to see what more people even think about the game as people start to get their hands on it as, at release. Uh, I'm like, I've I've been pretty impressed by the reviews. I didn't after playing the game, I was very curious to see how it would review because you know I love the game, but there are things here and there that I can point out of, of things that I don't think necessarily blew me away or 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 or, or knock me back in the way that I think of a of a, a Last of Us Part Two is doing or the way I think of a god of war 2018 as doing and so I, I i i i was really looking forward to seeing how people thought about it and to see that people are over the moon uh, moon on it. it it seems to be getting it seems to be getting a nine out of ten average which is really impressive i think that does speak to just how technically marvelous the game is like it is a beautiful game runs super well like it's really good and so can't wait how's to see the more uh how's the dual set stuff does it show off the controller as well oh yeah dude it's it's great. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the preview where they were walking around Nefarious City and you have the club located in a, in a certain place that you can kind of hear through the 3D audio, like the location of the club. If you go into that club, the way that the music pulsates in the club uh, uh, vibrates through the dual sense in a way that I've never felt before. Like oh, it cool. feels I like super that. unique and super cool. So that's awesome. But then also all the all the weapons uh, have dual sense functionality and the adaptive triggers in the way that uh, changes how you use each of them. Like a lot of them have a secondary fire that you had to pull through on R two to, to actually do, which I think is good functionality. Returnal did a very similar thing, and I, I've been liking when games do that because it's a cool thing. It makes it makes things feel fresh and different, which I like a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to play it. Gary, I want to take a quick break to tell people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games if they want to get the show ad free. But if you don't, you got to listen to ads. And so let us tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Caviar. Loving good food doesn't necessarily mean you're able to cook well. If you want a great meal but need a little help, let the restaurant come to you. Caviar can help. How often do you get the best of both worlds? If you want a chef-cooked meal but don't want to leave your, the comfort of your own home, Caviar can make it happen. They make it happen for me very, very often. I thank them very, very much. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Uh, Caviar keeps it local. That's what's really cool about 
about them. All the hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. Trust me, all my favorite taquerias, yeah, they've been delivered to me thanks to Caviar. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar's staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And just for you guys, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put in the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout. Remember, that's $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with offer code KINDAFUNNY. Download the Caviar app and use the code kinda funny come on guys ten dollars off that's awesome uh next up honey if you want to save money you better be using honey baby we all shop online and we've seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart honey supports over thirty thousand stores online they range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular Best Buy to Etsy, you're saving money using Honey. I have saved so much money, kind of funny has saved so much money just by installing it once. It's so easy, it's in your browser and then it does all the work. When you check out, it just applies coupons. You're saving money, it's free. Why wouldn't you use this? Uh, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It just takes a few seconds to install. It's so easy. Go to Honey, to, go to joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games to get Honey for free. Joinhoney.com slash games. And finally, let's talk about Credit Karma Money. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting uh, right now you can visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma that's creditkarma.com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvp bank inc member fdic maximum balance and transfer limits apply creditkarma.com slash win money Gary, let's, back, let's get back to talking about E3s with story number three. Capcom has announced their E3 showcase. This is Michael McWherter at Polygon. Capcom will reveal details about its upcoming lineup during its E3 2021 showcase on Monday, June 14th. The publisher announced on Tuesday. Capcom's E3 showcase promises news on the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Monster Hunter Rise, and Resident Evil Village. The Capcom E3 2021 showcase starts at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time on June 14th and will stream on E3's official Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter channels. While Capcom's upcoming and officially announced lineup includes The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Resident Evil 4 for Oculus VR, and Pragmata, the company also had much of its future releases leaked uh, as part of a ransomware hack in 2020. Games outed as part of the leak include uh, a new Resident Evil and Ace Attorney titles planned for release in 2021. And then to add a little bit more context, I'm pulling this from Video Games Chronicle. The all-digital E3 2021 runs from June 12th to June 15th and includes a four-day live broadcast hosted by Alex Goldenboy Mendez, Jackie Jing, and Greg Miller, featuring publisher showcases, press conferences, industry panels, and live streams. I only included that for the Greg Miller part. Uh, but Gary... Are you yes. looking forward to Capcom E3? Does that excite you at all? Monster Hunter doesn't. Um, what do I? What do I want to see from Capcom? Is Again, there, is there anything that Capcom could announce? Because like for what we have, right? Like it's 
it's a uh, Monster Hunter. It's it's Ace Attorney and it's Resident Evil Village, probably DLC or something along those lines. I'd take a new Dead Rising. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a really I, good I, call. I think I mentioned this on a previous. I can't remember which which show it was because I do Xcast as well. Maybe it was no. I think it was Xcast. I would I would even be happy with a next gen because this is obviously very very popular right now. This trend, uh, a next a, a next gen remake of the first Dead Rising. Just give that a, you know, a, a, a revamp because mm-hmm. it's still a great game. But I'd, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see a new, a new entry in the in the Dead Rising series. I'd also like to see, you know, Capcom is one of the few companies left around that has a really, really storied, you know, gaming history. I mean, they go all the way back to, you know, the 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 halcyon days of kind of eight bit gaming. I don't know, like, you know, I, I have very fond memories of Bionic Commando and shit like that. Like, I I, I like to see Capcom reach into its uh, historical archives uh, a little bit and bring, you know, uh, bring back some classics uh, in a new way. But if I'm looking for that nexus between what I think, what I would like to see happen and what I think could happen, I'd like to see a new Dead Rising game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like from leaked reports we've gotten in the past, like they've talked about Resident Evil 4 Remake being a possibility. And I don't know if this would be the E3 to show it off because that all depends on whether whether I guess that I guess that's the next one in line. Right. And Resident Evil 4 is probably one of the most well-liked Resident Evil games ever made. So can you imagine? do 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 you think that is that in the offing? Do we know anything about that? We don't know. We don't know anything about it aside from what's been leaked, which hasn't been much. Like the, pretty much what's been leaked is is, is its existence. I would and actually add that to coming my list. Village, it could be a, a a good one, right? Like so we just what, got Resident so, Evil Village, which people like and is very similar yeah. to a Resident Evil Four setting. So they're on it. So right now they're on, they're riding on a little bit of a high with Resident Evil because uh, Village has obviously been very well received. My yeah. wife and I both loved that Resident Evil 2 remake. Really, really, really liked it. The Resident Evil 3 remake we didn't bother with because, you know, it, it just didn't seem like it was as good as the, the second one. But I never played Resident Evil 4. Um, and so a remake would be a, a perfect, perfect opportunity. You have to remember, there's always two markets for these remakes, right? It's people that want to go back and revisit the fun times they had when they first played it. But then there's the people that missed it the first time around, and it's a great mm-hmm. opportunity for them to be introduced to it, you know, in, in, a, in you know, with a new, you know, shiny coat of paint and next-gen graphics and all that kind of stuff. I'm in that second yeah. category. That's, dude, I'm I, in that category too. Like, I really yeah, yeah. want them to do a Resident Evil 4 remake because I kind of I missed the boat on the original Resident Evil 4. Whenever I go back to that game, it's, I, it's, it's that thing where you go back to a game from 2004, and it feels like you're playing an old game in the way that it controls. And I know many Resident Evil 4 fans will defend Resident Evil 4 to this day and, and say that that game doesn't need a remake. But everybody wins when, when you remake that game, right? Resident Evil 4, 4 fans get a modern, more beautiful-looking Resident Evil 4, and people who might not be able to go back to Resident Evil 4 get to hopefully get a version that aligns with modern standards of gaming, right? If you, I, I, if you I get gotta a bl- I Resident Evil 4 that happen. plays like RE2 remake, oh boy. Like, that's I gotta believe it's gonna right happen. So, sooner or later, you get to a point where the games aren't old enough to really remake them. I know a lot of people complain about Mass Effect, like if it was appropriate for them to remake that when the games aren't really that old. I, I personally think yes. I think the, the Legendary Edition is, is terrific. But Resident Evil 4 is probably the most recent one before they would want to have to take a break. But given that they've really done well with these remakes, Resident Evil is really, really popular. And everyone loves Resident Evil 8 right now. 7 was great. Um, and f- again, I've not played it, but from just from what I know as, as an observer of video games, I know that Resident Evil 4 is really, really well liked. I mean, I don't know, is oh, it yeah. too much of a stretch to say like it's the most well liked? If you did a poll for what's the best Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 4 oh, would be a shout, right? It's yeah, I, there are so many people who I know that would say RE4 is their favorite game of all time. Like, RE4 is 
is one of those games people hold up there is like an all timer status. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I would I would like I would like to see. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm so I'm gonna I'll give you my wish list for Capcom now because this conversation's mm-hmm. helped me figure it out. I would like to see a new Dead an all new Dead Rising game, and I would like to see the Resident Evil Four remake i'd be very pleased with both of those things how do you feel about the fighting games because it's, it's been a while since we've seen street fighter and i think street fighter 6 has to be somewhere on the horizon since we're in a new generation and they want to they probably want to put out a street fighter for the new generation and there's also marvel versus capcom that they had and the last marvel versus capcom wasn't a good game <laughs> like marvel versus capcom infinite was one that pe- many people didn't like for many reasons and i would love to see them give that one another try maybe do a uh, marvel versus capcom 4 or something along those lines to try and bring it's, it back it's, and actually put the x-men in it it's really hard for me to think of a gaming genre that I know or care about less than fighting games. I, I, I totally respect their place in the gaming landscape, and they're a huge part of gaming history, and there's obviously a massive, massive, massive market out there for fighting games. And they'll be making Street mm-hmm. Fighter games until the heat death of the universe. I get it. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's always going to be demand for... You know, Street Fighter's always going to be the king of the fighting game uh, genre. You know, There's lots of other mm-hmm. great fighting games out there, but Street Fighter is it, right? Street Fighter is the nippless ultra of the fighting game uh, course, uh yeah. milieu and <laughs> i like the vocabulary of us dude you, where, that where, what what other what other <laughs> gaming podcasts are you gonna hear somebody say street fighter is the nippless ultra of the fighting game milieu like how fucking pretentious That's a was that right there that um, was a quotable that was great but but i but i can't play them i'm not good at them i get my ass kicked every time i'm a button masher i can't do combos i don't know what's going on i get frustrated with them dude um, gary i I love fighting games. I, I absolutely adore fighting games. Street Fighter is the one that I'm super trash at, and I don't know why I'm so bad at that game. It is such a difficult fighting game for me. Uh, but that said, like, I would love to see it. I think that I think Street Fighter 6 would be a get-hype moment at an E3 uh, press conference or a Capcom presentation. That or if they did bring back MVC and just act, acted like Infinite didn't happen. You know, they brought back Marvel versus Capcom because if you remember with Infinite, the whole thing was not only not only was the game just not that great, but they were missing out on a lot of characters because uh, Marvel had a deeper say in it and they didn't necessarily want to promote X-Men characters as much in the game. And so they didn't have like the classic, classic Marvel versus Capcom characters you want, like Wolverine uh, and plenty others that people see as core to that game. If they put out if they announced a new one and were like, hey. They're back. Like you're gonna get Wolverine. You're you're gonna get Deadpool. You're gonna get uh, the characters that you love. And we're gonna get. You're gonna get also like you know new Capcom characters. Like basically just announce a Marvel vs. Capcom that is bringing back all the stuff that we love about Marvel vs. Capcom. I think that would be a thing that would get uh, uh, such a pop. Um, but yeah, like there's also things like Pragmata was a game that was that was announced recently that could uh, maybe make, maybe uh, make another showing. The, I, the thing that gets me excited about Capcom's E3 is that like besides from the things they've talked about, I'm sure I'm sure we're not going to get a ton of new announcements, but there is potential that we get like one or two things that we weren't expecting, and it could be just any of the things we talked about. And if that's the case, then I'll be pretty happy with it. Like if we get one or two things that are that are new, fresh, and exciting, I think that'll be the one uh, that, that gets me hype about uh, the Capcom. Yeah, Capcom's one of those companies that it's not it's not going to be like in the top tier of of the showcases that people are looking at for E3, but mm-hmm. they do have some really great stuff, and I think there is a chance they might surprise surprise us with something uh, you know that we didn't see coming. I hope so. That, that again, that's what I want from E3. I, I people say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I say, well, you know, we'll see it when we see it, but I I want I want the thing that we don't even know is coming. Mm-hmm. I want the big surprise. Oh yeah. 
Let's move over to story number four. Bandai Namco denies it's bringing Scarlet Nexus to Xbox Game Pass. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Bandai Namco has denied reports it's set to bring its upcoming science fiction RPG Scarlet Nexus to Xbox Game Pass. Earlier this week, it was claimed that Microsoft had secured the title as a day one release for its subscription service, similar to how it signed Square Enix's Outriders earlier this year. However, when asked to comment on the claims, a Bandai Namco spokesperson issued a straight denial to VGC on Tuesday. Quote, we have no plans to bring Scarlet Nexus to Xbox Game Pass at this time and are excited to, excited for its launch on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC on June 25th, they said. And so if you're looking forward, if you're out there and you're, you're looking forward to Scarlet Nexus on Xbox Game Pass, sad news for you, but... Uh, good on them for coming out and clarifying because I'm sure I'm sure for them they probably hear those rumors percolating and are like we got to shut this down real quick because people are not going to buy our game. We need people to pre-order if they think it's if if uh, uh, and if they think it's coming to Xbox Game Pass that's going to stunt the pre-order numbers and so uh, good on them for clarifying. I'm sure that also goes back to them also wanting to maintain a good relationship with PlayStation and not having like rumors swell up about partnerships and all that stuff if they're trying to like keep a fair. Um, uh, a fair thing going with different partners. Is Scarlet Nexus one you're looking forward to at all, Gary? Does that one speak to you? I've never heard of it, but uh, I can I can speak to the uh, to the broader issue here, which I do think that the way that rumors get out of control on the internet now is mm-hmm. becoming a big problem for game companies. We see, you know, where this is like I think probably is most seen and most well known is with the Nintendo Directs, right? Nintendo never ever tells you anything about what that is going to be in a direct they just say here there's a new direct coming up they tell you the date and the time and the link that you can go watch it at but they never say oh we're going to tease mario or we're going to tease that they tell you nothing right and yet the internet goes nuts and all of the the youtube bullshit rumor mongers with their red arrows and their clickbait headlines will say well you know nintendo is going to reveal the next zelda or the next mario or metroid's coming back or Star Fox or whatever and people get all fucking excited about it because they think it's real and when it's none of those things they go god damn it nintendo you've let us down again and nintendo's sitting there thinking like what the fuck we never said any of that you ourselves came up with that all by yourself we've let you you've let your fucking selves down we haven't let you down what we said was here's a direct we gave you that and we gave you a bunch of shit. You decided what was gonna what you thought was gonna be in it. And just because we didn't deliver what you thought you wanted, we're the assholes. No, you're the assholes. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. That was a very good rant. That was a very good rant. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move over to our last story, story number five of the Roper Report. Playdate looks really cool. Uh I have a, a trailer. Or I think this is like a longer presentation they did, uh, a video here. Kevin, you can pull it up. Before I even get into the story uh, from Sam Bifford at The Verge, uh, Gary, what, how much do you know about Playdate? Is this something you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about the play. I, I, lo- I love anything that's weird or different or trying something new. Um, we did experience uh, the Playdate at, um, in the before times, I remember, PAX mm-hmm. West 2019. They had it there. And so I actually did get to play with it. I got to do like the hand crank and the whole thing. My kid loves it. She still asks me all the time, when is the play date coming out? When is the play date coming out? She loved the little hand crank. She loved, and I, I love kind of just the delightful simplicity of it. I, I'm always a big fan when anyone is willing to try something different and take a risk. And maybe it's silly. Maybe it's a gimmick. We don't know if it's going to work, but they're trying something different. It's not yeah. just the latest iteration of an idea that we've seen a million times before. Mm. It's something new. I'm ex- yes, I am excited for it. I I don't know why it's taken so long. Again, they they had, you know, games running on it. Uh, you know, obviously in, a, in just a prototype at two in, in PAX 2019. We're now what 
way, way almost two years, at least 18 yeah, months yeah. past that. It's obviously been delayed. I don't know what the difficulties are, but I remain optimistic about it. I mean, uh, and I hope it pandemic. does well. <laughs> it could be. Well, a I mean, that, that obviously, I mean, that obviously hasn't helped, but it has mm. been a long delay. Um, mm. I, I, I remain very optimistic. I don't, I don't think it's going to set the world on fire. I think at best it's going to be, it, it's going to occupy a very kind of popular niche uh, for yeah. itself. But like I said, any, I, anytime somebody tries to, to break the conventional paradigms of, of, you know, what we, what we think when we think about video gaming, I'm all for it. And I, I, again, for that, just in the broader context, I hope it succeeds, not just for its own sake. I think the people that are making it are cool people. Um, and I, I, I hope it succeeds not only for their sake, but if it succeeds, it, it, it gives license to the next person to say, maybe we should try something different. If it fails, the opposite is true. I see what happens when somebody tries to do something different. Maybe the play date went down in flames and a lot of people lost their money. Let's not try something different. Let's just do the same thing everyone else is doing. I want to see different things succeed because it makes it easier for the next different thing to succeed. Exactly. And to catch people up, right? If you somehow missed out on what the, the play date is, it's basically this cool uh, niche handheld device that's being developed by Panic. And it, it looks like a Game Boy with a crank is basically the, the best summed up way to put it. And the games on it have uh, uh, like one bit graphics to them. Very simplistic looking games. But the whole hook is that it's going to come out with a season of games and the games are going to come out weekly for the device. And so every week your, your device is going to update with new games to play on it. Uh, this morning they put out a presentation about it, which is what it's showing on screen right now. And they're going through some of the games and they're going, th <clears throat> going through some of the new features that they've, uh, that they've been working on for it. Uh, and so I have Sam Bifford's article from The Verge who breaks down some of the new info we know. <clears throat> Panic has announced that the Playdate, its $179 handheld console with a crank and a black and white screen, will be available to pre-order in July, with shipping starting later in the year. The company doesn't have a specific date lined up just yet, but says it will provide at least a week's notice before orders open. Panic is doing its best to avoid a PS5 slash RTX 3080 type stock situation by implementing its own ordering system. Quote, the sooner you order, the sooner you'll get one, but we're not going to close the door on you, end quote, says co-founder Cable Sasser in a video update. The company is also announcing an adorable stereo dock accessory for the Playdate, which makes it look like an old TV and works as, as both a Bluetooth speaker and a pen holder. <laughs> Panic hasn't given pricing Jesus or release. Look at uh, the pen holder. <laughs> yeah, so the pen holder is awesome. Is it? The article That's says Panic awesome. hasn't given pricing, but they have given pricing. That uh, is, is brilliant. Be... I want it even more now. Look at that little kid. It's adorable. It looks so, awesome. This, is, love this, this is brilliant, but Superman costume dumb. Wait, say that again. Sorry, you cut out for a second. I said, bro. this is brilliant, but Superman costume dumb. Mm. Damn, just random shots of the super fire. Or well, the, 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 well, I mean, no, if, if this I'm were, if this, if this oh, were just, I'm I'm just asking an empty, Gary. Kevin, if this were just an mm. empty box that looked like a game console, but it was really just an empty box wearing a game console costume, I'd I mean, agree with like, you. Let's but be realistic. This is, this is a gimmick that you're going to buy. Well, you'll probably just be given it, and then you're going to look at it for like two two days, and you'll put it down, and it'll be it'll be a nice little thing in the corner. Don't know me. You don't. You're talking like you know me, Kevin. You don't I know, know shit. you well. I have been on I the. Know I know you I have well. Actually have you like, have you played the play date? Uh, no, but I know that you. Because I fucking have. 
And I know, I know more about it than like, you. I guarantee I've been on the pre-order list from the beginning. I am going to pay cash for it. My kid times. and I are going to have one day one. Maybe, maybe Kevin, your kid. You, maybe you, your kid I, plays I feel it like for you woke while. up on the wrong. You, you've been, you've been having a pop. You've been having a dig at me since the very first second I came online. That's this morning. not true. That's Even before not the true. show. That's not true. I don't know true. what's going on. So, someone's rustled your jimmies, Kevin. It wasn't <laughs> me. You need to, you need to take this up with whoever's fucked, fucked, fucked you over. It's not. I'm not the problem, Kevin. You need to sort your own okay. shit out. I'm just here doing my all, job. I don't know what the argument is happening. <laughs> the argument is here. Kevin is second of all. I'm, I'm, listen, Kevin's got an season. this morning. It's, it's uh, E3 season, all right? It's a very exciting time like to be alive. This. The play date got new information. Hey, it's a happy time. Let's all be happy, guys. Yeah, we're supposed you to know? be talking about happy hand-crank gaming. I don't know why Kevin wants to make it like a big... Go to back into the Jerry Spring corners. I, I just supposed to be right. happy. Guys, guys aren't Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul out here, all right? We don't have to be fighting. We don't have to be throwing hands. Let's go back to our corners and have fun with the play date uh, to wrap up the new info. Finally, Panic has announced 21 out of the 24 titles that will be that will feature uh, in the play date's first season. Uh, details are intentionally kept secret until each game is automatically downloaded onto the service uh, or onto the device. Owners will get two games a week over 12 weeks. Uh, and then with that, Nibel did uh, uh, have some bullet points here. Uh, the stereo dock, which we were looking at with the pen holder, was revealed of course you put your play date on that thing to charge it up uh there's an app called pool suite fm that is a radio app for the, the dock holder where you can just listen to to little fight teams <laughs> which is really fun i want that uh, thing on my desk dude i, it, want, I want that thing so badly it's it's so fun it's so quirky it's it's so cool uh here's a fun one uh mars after midnight game is announced uh it's by lucas pope who did the uh return of the Oberdin game so the same the same dude who worked on return of the Oberdin is working on a game for yeah. playdate and he showed off some of that game uh they also announced the playdate pulp game editor uh which uh, is basically an app that allows you to make your own playdate games uh on a browser which is really cool again uh pre-order start in july so let's just be clear new new game on a new console from the from the makers of the legend of the Oberdin. that's not exciting yep. to kevin but Spirit Store Superman in Fortnite is. Oh my God, it's so exciting. <laughs> but that's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, like legitimately, how many, especially now that there's a new season, I'm going to put, I, I will probably play at the very least one hour a day until I hit level 100. And like, that's, like, that's mm. not equally spread out. Like some days we'll have three hours. So I'm going to be seeing that Superman skin many times. Many times. Uh, Gary's going to play this little box four times and then he's going to lose the charger and then just be like, oh yeah, it looks cool and it holds my pen. Lose the charger. <laughs> <laughs> but to be clear, the box, like the dock is the charger. He's, uh, you're not you know what they should do? I don't know if it's possible, but they should make the hand crank the charger. You should just be able to crank that thing. You know, yeah, like, like I, one of those. Oh, can you just radios? imagine Gary cranking for five minutes there, being like, "Oh yeah, hold on, I just want to get one more round in before we Listen, go." Listen, when it comes to cranking, I'm I was fucking cranking it before you were born, Kevin. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Guys, I'm very excited about the play date. It looks really cool. <laughs> I really want to get it. I hope I'm able to get the pre-order. Um, but the pre-order date in July is just so far away. If I want to know where I can go. Wait, what is going on in the in the, in the dock here? <laughs> in the dock here, it is written, but Dying Light Two is so far away. Why is Dying Light Two written here? What? Where is this? Where is this from? Anyway, I'm gonna throw it out. If I want to know where I can go to Mom Grab Shops to get games out today, where would I look? <laughs> Somebody the fuck official, with the dock. <laughs> the official list of upcoming software. No, wait. Is it? I, 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 Kevin's fucking. I'm, I'm telling you, Kevin has fucked me all up today. The official shit. list. I didn't of... do shit. 
what is it again? The official Just list of upcoming. Just open the dog, Gary. Uh, you, you have got it, right? The official list upcoming? of upcoming. The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every day. Fuck you, Kevin. Gary's never going to play this toy. Out today, we got Backbone for PC, Chivalry 2 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I gotta say, I, I love the cre- the chaotic energy we've created in the studio today. All right, keep it up. Edge of Eternity is out today for PC. The Elder Scrolls Online is out today for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion is out for PS4 and Xbox One. And then Gwent's Price of Power, uh, Once Upon a Pyre <laughs> expansion is now available. New dates for you. The Eternal Castle Remastered will launch on PS4 and PS5 on the 24th of June. Legends of Kingdom Rush is launching this Friday on Apple Arcade. And then Urban Trial Tricky Deluxe Edition is coming to Windows PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on July 22nd, 2021. Then we got a deal of the day for you. Starting today, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can enjoy a new 30-day trial of Disney Plus via perks. And so if you've been slacking on getting that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you also want to watch some Loki this week. Oh, shit, that is this week. Awesome Bluey! Don't forget Bluey. It's on Disney Plus, best show on television. Kevin, what's your plan? Are you staying up midnight to watch Loki? Oh, yeah, I'm staying up midnight. Hell yeah. Can't Can't wait for it. Let's see here. I think now is time. Is it actual Loki though, or is it just a guy dressed up like Loki? Kevin, you have to answer that question. Fun fact: I refuse can, to enter this debate. You can dress up like, as fucking, Loki already. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin could st- Kevin could stay up until midnight, and then the show comes on, and it's fucking Greg dressed up like Loki, going, "Yeah, let's Loki it up." And Kevin's like, "Yes, this is what I signed up for. This is just as good as the I, actual Loki." I don't know. What, I don't know. What I you mean, mean, to be like, fair, it, like it's it's their skins. Otherwise, it would change the dynamics of the gameplay, and you don't want to do that. You want it, no matter what skin you either earned for free or bought, you want it all to be fair. I get it. No, you I, don't. I, I, no, that, you don't. I, Keep cranking the little box. Not to be devil's advocate, the Loki that we're getting in the show is indeed a different Loki than we're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the Loki from our universe. It's a so Loki technically from the it past. Is somebody... It's a Loki from the past. It's the Loki from, from the past, but like a different like timeline. Bad Loki. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah. He's in a different. And so timeline, techni- uh, what I'm saying is here is that like Gary. Gary is somewhat accurate that it isn't like a it is it isn't yeah all right like, nailed it Gary a nailed true Loki. It. Anyway, yeah, I suppose that was the point I was making. No, it was. You can go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. We can write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on podcast services around the globe. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Prof D277 says, you guys said that Morty isn't in Fortnite, but he is unlockable as a harvesting tool where he looks like a hammer. Also, for Kevin, Superman and Rick are part of the battle pass, so you have to grind. Uh, oh, I'm already in. So you'll have, in. you'll have to grind to get those. I mean, or that's pay great, a so I don't have to pay for them. Good. Yeah. Even no, Kevin's 1,000% going to grind for those. Uh-huh. I hit level 100 in the last two uh, seasons, and I intend to do it on this one. Or you could just order a, or you could, or you could just order a Superman costume on Amazon. Have it tomorrow. You quit. Have the same amount of powers as the character game. in the game will have. Alive, you're wrong. Superman is currently not like in the battle pass. It seems that Superman's going to unlock in like two months. Just a, oh, just a, the extra so. thing. What? You got to wait two whole months. 
I'm yeah, ready. It said like it coming in 65 days when I opened it up. Yeah, I mean, doesn't matter. I'm I'm gonna unlock it again. Not a huge fan of the Superman skin, but better than no Superman. Skin. I mean, the the black and white one is dope though, Kev. Yeah, yeah. I heard people or uh, people in the chat have been telling me about that. I've been googling. Is it yet. black and white Superman skin? Mm-hmm, it's a shadow. It's the, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I I might look into that. That actually sounds pretty tight. Uh, this week's hosts for kind of funny games daily go like this. We got three more days left in the week, so tomorrow's gonna be me and Tim. Thursday is Greg and Andy, and then Friday it's me and oh, Greg. Shit. If you're watching this live on Twitch right Man. now, what's that, Kevin? That's the shadow. It's it's not shadow. It's like almost. The oh, back I like dead. that. Oh, this is see, the... Greg Miller was here. This would be the point where Greg Miller would give me the whole lore of what the Superman is. Oh, this is when this is it from the new new Fifty Five comics where Superman isn't was this really just evil. Death of Superman when he comes back? No, it looks different. No man, Superman. He has long hair. I don't know Superman weird. super well. He's uh, fucking well, boring. You know what I'm saying, guys? No, he's not. You're boring. All Might is a better version. I, of I Superman, agree with Kevin on that. Say. Superman's not boring. Thank you. Right, maybe Superman the character is not boring, but people don't know how to write for Superman. One hundred percent, and that's go. the biggest problem with Superman. Mm. I think yeah. that I think that's Gary make closer. a good Superman. Yes, make a good Superman okay. story. All right. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Snow Michael, Michael, Andy, and Nick watching some fun clips, uh, doing a Photoshop challenge, and playing some Apex and or Warzone. Uh, Gary, did you do a panel about Superman, like a PAX panel about how to write a Superman, or maybe it was somebody else? Maybe it was Greg Miller. I, it so. was Greg Miller. He had a lot of cool. It was Greg. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>